You're listening to a DM podcast. Hey, we are back in the football shed, the podcast for football fans that live in the wrong time zone. My name's John Hewitt, and Jeff King is here. G'day. And Roger Gibbs is here. Hello. After a month off, six weeks off, holiday, a Gareth Bale injury, just lazing about, doing well, nothing. What everyone really wants to know. It's only been a week, hasn't it? Well, no, because you weren't here last week, um, and because then it was going to be two date nights in a row for Jeff and I, because you weren't here the week before. Right. So hey, Two been, weeks. Three weeks. Because you had the shits. Remember you had the shits? Oh, yeah. That that was a good week. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You had the shits, yeah. No, no, wait a minute. I was here that week, wasn't I? No, no. No. The week after you phoned in sick because you had the shits. I couldn't know it's your job. Well, no. I was on carer's leave, technically. Carer's leave. You're caring for your shit. Uh, (laughs) Other people's. Massaging it out. Oh, gross. Um, um, Well, welcome back, Roger. It's great to have you back. Healthy and fine fitness. (laughs) Um, talking of not feeling very healthy, my voice, as everyone may notice, is a bit croaky. So I apologise to everyone at home if I choke halfway through, but hopefully I won't. Um, Rog, did you bring an exciting beer with you? Uh, I've got. I was in the Otways uh, camping on the weekend, which is a lovely part of the world. Nice. Uh, and I mean, I'm. I must admit, every time I see this stuff, I love it. Oh gosh, Jeff, you're going to love it. It's got a backstory. Yeah, this is a beer, <laughs> a beer backstory. Beer. This is my favourite. Uh, come on, it's been two weeks. Got a, <laughs> got a um, two weeks worth of story. Um, so when we arrived in Australia, <laughs> <laughs> is that how far back we're going? Many, many years ago, uh, you could basically buy three beers and they're all crap. Yeah. Do you yeah. remember when we went to that pub in Everton? Uh, Everton in. Victoria. Beachworth, yeah, 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 Victoria, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they had two beers, mid and heavy. Mid and heavy, yeah. Um, <laughs> like, it isn't that long ago that that no. was basically all you can get. And yeah. now you can go to a town like Apollo Bay, and which is kind of like, although it's on the tourist trail, it's like generic country town. Mm. Um, and they have like a... Are you sure you still haven't got the shits? Brew pub. Can you go? <laughs> no, go on. Uh, That's a great story, Roger. I'm really engaged. Yeah, they have like brew pub and, you know, you can buy beers. So they've got uh, Prickly Moses is the brew. Oh, yeah, they're uh, good. And yeah, I've got a Raconteur IPA. But they've got like heaps, heaps of different beers and like you just couldn't have done that before. I would have had to stock up before I left. Do you know, moment. everyone at home, Jeff's face is so unimpressed. I spent the day with yeah. Weetabix on my jumper. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's still, I, I didn't realise until I got in the car, right? So my kids, re- this is how much I like the story. I'm just moving straight on. <laughs> I, I, I realised that I had Weetabix all down my chest, right? But because I didn't iron my shirt, I wore a jumper today to not iron my shirt. So I'm like, oh. Oh, oh, so this, now you're stuck. So now I'm like, well, fuck. What do I do? Do I look like a scruff bag? So I, I assessed my shirt and I'm like, oh no, that just can't happen. So the the Weetabix was the better of the two options. <laughs> but then because I was so paranoid about it, every meeting I had with anyone, I'd start with, sorry, I've just got some Weetabix. <laughs> <laughs> got some Weetabix sandwiches. I was just feeding my baby some. some I thought you were going to say you just sort of put your arm over it. No, it was, it was an unmissable volume of Weetabix <laughs> that, was, that was down on a red jumper that so really just stood out all crusty throughout the day for so, an unmissable volume how did you miss it on the way out it was dark in the morning it's getting dark in the oh, mornings John why, did, dark. why didn't you go to the kitchen at work get a cloth and wipe it no no well, I, well firstly I didn't think of that and secondly that would have probably been a good plan but so every time I'm meeting anyone every time I'm meeting anyone I'm like 
the first thing I'd say is like, oh, I've just I've got some wheat bix. I'm really sorry. I've got. Some, by the way, I'm drinking wine today, John. Yeah, but, 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 <laughs> got, got some wheat bix, Dad. Every time I get this stare, like this this unmistakable stare of. Why the fuck are you telling me that you've got weird mix on your jumper? But still, I'm like, I've got to warn you. I've got to tell you, I'm not just dri- they might not dribbling no- on they myself. They might not have noticed. Eventually, they'd have noticed. They might yeah. not have noticed yet. So I'm like, let's just yeah. bring attention to it straight yeah. away. Get them at the pass. Yeah, okay. Yes. Got weird mix. Do you know, I had um, the to a, a meeting today, so I had to wear a shirt, which is the first time um, post covid oh did you so fit in the shirt i tried on six shirts <laughs> oh god roger <laughs> only one shirt and by only one shirt fits fits is a bit of a stretch like it, it wasn't offensive but could probably do with going up a size that's amazing uh, yeah so it's six shirts gone wow did you wear something's it? gonna have to give you <laughs> the shirt so i'm gonna have to find a way to uh, not be so fat <laughs> That's amazing. Um, so, Jeff, you bought wine with yeah, you? Yeah, I'm drinking wine this week, John, because it was on the shelf. I um, I went camping this week um, to Sydney Road, <laughs> and there was an Audi there, and I bought some wine. <laughs> Great. So I've got some Audi In wine. In a cardboard box. <laughs> In a cardboard box, yes. Um, right, every week we do start with a question, but before we do that, if you want to get involved in the Football Shed community, head to our Facebook group, Shedders and Volleys, talk nonsense about football. Um, or if you're a bit more like Rog, you can email us at footballshedpodcast at gmail.com. Um, now, Rog, you missed date night a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And we possibly had the greatest start question of all time on the Football Shed. In the five years we've done this, it was, it's gone down in history as the best question and, and ever. Have you got feedback outside of Jeff that it was a good yes, question? Yes, right, okay. multiple. Um, people going... Two. What? <laughs> yes, there's a multiple. <laughs> Um, do you reckon? Do you reckon you can answer it? Well, I don't know, John. I haven't heard. The okay, question. who is the only player to have scored in the Premier League, Championship, League One, League Two, Conference, Conference South, FA Cup, League Cup, Football League Trophy, FA Trophy, Champions League, Europa League, Scottish Premier League, Scottish Cup, Scottish League Cup, A League, and the Indian Super League? Wow. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good question. Sorry for everyone at home who's repeating this question, but I just need to see Roger's face. Um, I know. I got this. Do, do, Can do, I go? I'll win. You got three seconds, Roger. Three. Jamie Noon. Who's Jamie what? Noon? I don't know. He's playing the A-League at the moment. He oh. scored the other day and he was in the championship. Gary player. Hooper. Do you remember Gary, Gary Hooper? Hooper? I did Celtic. Mm. Yeah, he's got, I mean, I, it's funny. I only think of Gary Hooper uh, playing for Celtic. Yeah, and Norwich. Yes, yeah. But apparently, he's played for loads of other clubs too. Wow, good but on him. Good this question. week's question. Yeah, it's another. Goals. Did anyone get it? It was only me. No, um, no. <laughs> <laughs> I did what you did. I was like, holy shit, good on him, Gary Hooper. Yeah, and he's still playing in the Indian Super League. Thirty-three years old. There you go. He's still got time to go to the MLS. He's probably got the shit. He just too. was never quite good enough for the <laughs> Premier League. He was another one of those. Yeah. In the, uh, what's it called? Dwight the Cameron, Cameron Jerome. Cameron Jerome Vortex. Ian Acho, not this week, but the week before, scored his first Premier League hat-trick. Yes. Becoming the fifth Nigerian to score a Premier League hat-trick. Can you name the other four? Feed the yak and he will score. Yes, Yakubu. Uh... 
JJ Kocher? No. Victor Inichibi? No. Kanu? Kanu, yes. Um, Joseph Yobo? No. no. <laughs> Centre-back Joseph Yobo did not score. He was good with his head, wasn't he, Yobo? He was, um, one was earlier Premier League. Oh, Kevin Martins? No. Good shout. One was earlier Premier League. One was more recent. Oh. Um, was one... the play for Newcastle? No. Um, one of them was pretty um, crap at transfer days. Oh, Odom Wing- oh, Peter Odom Wingy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Was he Nigerian? Oh, yes. Yeah. Oh, very good, Peter. Very good. Another one played one for Norwich and Wimbledon. Oh, God. Old school. Oh, um... Uh, yes, Efren That's the one. Do you know, um, you know, um, Ianacho, you know what his nickname is in Mexico? <laughs> no. The corn chip. <laughs> you know why? Because his name's Nacho. Because Ianacho, isn't he? <laughs> uh, I still haven't worked out. So he's got, what, seven and seven now? I'm just yes. on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> is this like his one. Is You know, you get these players and they just have a. Brief spell, like a let's call it a, um, Matt, a Matt Ritchie spell, yep. where they're good for like um, a few weeks, or not Matt. Ritchie, a Josh King, sorry, um, Ryan Fraser. Ryan Fraser, your mate Ryan Fraser. Same, same. But um, <laughs> uh, I'm still trying to work out if Ineacho is just having one of those spells. And fair play, Lester have needed someone to score goals recently, and he's done it. Or is he actually good and he's just never really had a run at any club? I think he's good. I think he's not had the chance at Man City because he was behind Aguero and Jesus and you're not going to get in. And then at Leicester, he's had Vardy in front of him who's been first choice and brilliant for years and they've played one up front. So he just comes in when he's injured, plays two games and they're like, oh, Vardy's back, see ya. Mm. Whereas now they're playing two up front um, and he looks really it's good. It's kind of working. Yeah, he looks really good. And it means that Leicester now have options. He's suddenly going, oh, we've got these guys both scoring um, and they're looking really good. Do you know, this is going to sound like a strange thing to say, but I, I think the, what I'm most impressed with the corn chip is the um, <laughs> his new nickname, is, the is how, he, uh, how he adjusts his body. I know it sounds like a, a strange yeah. thing, but he's, he's a real natural finisher because he, he makes it look easier than it should be because of the way he adjusts his body in time yeah. like even when a ball I'll is fizzed into him super quick he manages to adjust his frame even even jump up so his balance is, is on the wrong mm. leg to then have it essentially what looks like it bounces off whatever part of his body he gets in the way but it's all about how he adjusts his body into the space he has and that is um that's a talent and that's a, mm. not a talent that everybody has and you can be an excellent footballer and still not be very good at that yeah, I think he's... While we're talking, Ianacho, should we just talk about Leicester beating Man United in the FA Cup? Because I feel sure. like it makes sense. Yeah, yeah, go. But you see, what, I think there's something in what you're saying before we go off the corn chip. In that... <laughs> <It's> stuck, <laughs> no, Rog, don't let it stick. I, I don't... It means Jeff has just won. <laughs> I, I don't think there's another player that... Jeff just that, ruined Ianacho for the rest that, of my life. That plays like him. I didn't make like it. In He's the, In the league, like I don't, I don't think there's an easily comparable player. Like he kind of has a way of playing that I don't think it would necessarily fit with a lot of clubs. And I think that's maybe where he's come unstuck. Is like, <laughs> you never, you're not quite sure. You know, is he a traditional nine? Does he need to play in a two? Is he? You know, it, do you know who he reminds me of? Is Harry Kane. 
and he's nowhere near as good as Harry Kane. I know that sounds silly, but Harry Kane's not a traditional number nine. He kind of plays number 10. Half just, nine, half 10. Yeah, and Ian Atro is the same. He's got that ability to drop off. He can be a bit creative. He can pick a pass. But he yeah, can you, also want him finish. Fa- you want him facing play, really. Yeah. Like, I think... And so you'd say maybe that he's better in a two, but I, yeah, maybe that's because I, I just maybe partly because he's left footed as well. But it just, um, yeah. Anyway, um, I've been enjoying him scoring goals. And yeah. I mean, I love it when I see Man United lose. Well, and Always. we were pretty bloody awful in the FA Cup. Leicester won three mm. one. Um, Tillemans run ran the show, and I wrote he's very very good, isn't he? Well, Every time I watch him, he's very good football. And I wrote in my notes, Tillemans is too good for Leicester. And then I was like, was that just being rude to Leicester, who are in the FA Cup semi-final? Uh, just not Man United now. Third in the league. league. Yeah, <laughs> looking really good. Um, but Tillemans could play in any team in the league. I think if he had gone to Liverpool instead of Thiago, um, or he'd playing instead of Gundogan at Man City, you go, yep, yeah, cool, makes sense, same player. Um, I just think he's really good. And Leicester, I really want Leicester to win the FA Cup now. Like, I know they beat Man United and get um, Champions League. Yeah, but I want it to work and actually happen rather than it just be a like, oh, it was quite nice. Oh, they lost in the semi-final and they came fifth. But are they now established? Like, are they, you know, are they now a big club? Uh, not a big club. Well, uh, let's say. Bigger. Bigging. Bigging. On the how, way to, how, on the way to how being How regularly big? do they have to be challenging for the top four to be... Uh, uh, a top four challenger. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, well, I think Spurs kind of made that breach that gap, didn't they? They went yeah. from kind of being fifth, sixth, seventh to going three or four years in a row. We finished in the Champions League, got to the Champions League final. I think Leicester have to do that to be going, yeah, we are now an established top four team. Yeah, I think so too. And they, and they did drop the ball last year. Mm. Um, yeah. Can, can they just I just ran out of steam last year? Really. You know the thing that I was most impressed. Sounds stupid. I'm sorry to start this shit off with things that might sound stupid, but I guess you're used to that. <laughs> um, the, the thing that I liked most when I watched um, this game was how much Leicester attack Man United's throw-ins. Okay. Did, did you notice this? Once you see it, you can't unsee it, right? They put a press on an opposing throw like no team I've ever seen. It's incredible. Okay. And, and what they what they try and do if they are successful in winning possession back from the throw is they play a very, very quick ball up front straight away. Yeah. So Jamie Vardy is standing on the, sol- on the shoulder. He knows as he's a, ready to go. Yeah, he, as an opportunity. Yeah. So every time Man United had a throw in, Jamie Vardy would push up the pitch. He wouldn't be part of the defensive block. He'd push yeah. up the pitch on the shoulder because there would be so much pressure on the United throw-in that they would look for that release ball every single time. And as I said, once you see it, you can't unsee it. Yeah. Watch Leicester and have a look at what they do against That's opposing awesome. It's throws. a very Brendan Rodgers thing, like, you know, thinking about those small things. Yeah, those moments, and plan, yeah. And planning for it. I mean, that's one of the things you've got to give him credit for. I think when I think like we talked about when Liverpool got the throw-in coach, Mar- it, marginal um, gains. So. Yeah, and we all were like, "Oh, it's a bit funny," but it makes complete sense. Mm. There is a lot of flowings, throw-ins in a game of football, and no one knows what to do with them. Like everyone gets it and just goes, oh, "I'll just launch it down but the line." That's one a bit. of the things I can't. I, I also love that because <laughs> it's one of the reasons why football is, I think, such an amazing game because it's so accessible. Yeah, and there are certain things in football that whether you are down the park watching a bunch of fat blokes yeah um or whether you are watching the elite of the elite in the premier league 
a throw-in doesn't have that much difference between the two. It's essentially the same thing. Like they do the same thing. Yeah, a bloke on your side who's pretty good at it. Who's pretty good at it, or, or like kind of can do a long throw down the line, yeah. and that's considered being quite good at yeah, it. Yeah. And I kind of love that. I love yeah. that there can be so much difference between the football, and yet there's an aspect of it that is exactly the same. Yeah, yeah. We, we talk about those those transitional moments of play, like where you find space on a football pitch is when possession changes. You know, it's the, we. We've spoken about it with regards to Mourinho, what Mourinho has been good at, you know, where yeah. he puts his importance in football. And it's that moment that the ball transitions from one team to another is a, is a point where they are exposed because mm-hmm. they are transitioning from an attacking team to a defending team and how quickly they can do that. If you can transition quicker, then you have an opportunity. And to, to realise that every single throw is one of those opportunities. You're not just... That's cool waiting for the ball to come in and then deciding what you're doing with it. They are genuinely putting a mm. press on a throw and not just I say watch it watch it back or next time you watch Leicester pay attention to it because fuck it's brilliant and what a player to have on the end of it like, that's, Vardy, that's the yeah. thing because he's the you know you as you said they'll and I think I would imagine there's two aspects of it one is you might get a chance as a best result but also I think a lot of times you might they might panic and give the ball back because they know you, they'd figure out what's happening and they know Jamie Vardy's on the last man so you can't go back because often that's the other thing with a throw in you either go long down the line or if all else fails you might go short and then there's a pass mm. back or you, but all of a sudden if you know Jamie Vardy's there you remove that option but then yeah. without going going too kind of hipster about you know, the history of throw-ins. The Man United <laughs> under Fergie used mm. to play throw-in triangles. Do, yeah. do you remember that? Yeah. So, so they would always have two blokes yeah. available and it would all the ball would always end up with the thrower yeah. to, to release the ball. So, so they go down to a bloke standing in front of me, he'd lay it off the bloke standing to the left of him and then play it back to me who gave the throw away. Yeah. And they would do that every single time. So it would always be three players at a throw-in and no, everyone would know that, yeah. that you know, Gary Neville would end up with the ball. That's yeah. the whole point was that... that you know was, what stays is just going to happen next. But it was next. hard to stop. You couldn't it? stop it. So, yeah. But again, they put that much effort into their throw-in triangles that, that they had a strategy for throws that wasn't just knock it down the line or play mm. it back to your goalkeeper or just play it to whoever is, is showing. Because yeah. very regularly, you know, you look... And they, you know you play with throw. It's just like, come on, someone show, yeah. someone get close. Well, and I, you- when I played, you take the throw-ins, and I always would just stand there and go, "Really, th- should have thought about this beforehand." Like yeah. I, it doesn't cross my mind anything about throw-ins until I stand there and have to take a throw-in, and I'm like, "Well, I'll just throw it as far I'll as I can." Yeah. <laughs> That's what it is. Important. Like yeah, if yeah. someone there is clearly yeah. short and unmarked and is showing, or yeah. you give them the ball, yeah. or otherwise you're like, no, nah, I'm just going <laughs> to throw it as yeah, far as I can. Interesting component of that game. But yeah, anyway, Leicester were pretty good. I mean, Leicester were good. So they got Southampton. Yes. In the semi final. smashed Bournemouth. But I mean, Leicester would surely be lo- like, you know, yes, Southampton have been good and. Leicester beat them 9 0. You know, Le- Leicester have got to look at that as. Unless they, unless they, you know, um, it gets inside their head and, and you know, they, they um, combust themselves, I can't see any other result than Leicester getting to the final. Totally. Which, which then means once you're in a once you're in a final, you know, yes, you're going to be playing Chelsea or Man City, but they they should be a shout to win it. So I don't see I don't see why not. It's um, and I agree with you, John. I think I would I would like to see them continue to be a challenger just to yeah. break up the monotony of the same clubs at the top and I think also they do it in a way that's 
I don't, I don't know what the word is, but they, they don't just spend a shitload of money. Quite the opposite. They've they, got an amazing recruitment structure. They sell Har- Harry Maguire, yeah, and buy two or three young players, and then they keep doing it, and they've got this cycle. It's the Jeff theory of selling your best players. They, they do keep, it every year. They sell their best player every year. For loads of money, and then buy two or three not quite as good players yet, and but make better them better. better than everyone else. Yeah. Better than the rest of you. I mean, yeah. I think one thing you have to give them credit for is that they nearly got relegated. They didn't. They then won the league. Mm. And it... Good one, Rog. Yeah, you'll give me credit for that. Yeah. Completely, <laughs> you know, one out of the bag. Like, no one saw it coming. They won the league and they could have been forgiven. You know, Leicester will dine on that, out on that now forever. Yeah, yeah. And that could have been it. And then they just go back to being, you know, yeah. Leicester, a club that everyone likes and, you know, everyone remembers Martin O'Neill days and they might win a cup and they're good or they mm. might go down. But I think they've really built on that. Yeah. They haven't done that. They haven't rested on their laurels in terms of we've won the league. They've actually gone, I think the next season, they realised they weren't going to win the league again. They had a real crack in the Champions League yeah. and did really well in the Champions League and turned a lot of heads. And I think that then helped them attract players. Yeah. Um, and then they've then kept, you know, the the standard going where they're challenging to get to get back in the Champions League. I mean, I think winning the league again is going to be very tough to do. But they've certainly been up there. And I think that that... I didn't... When they won the league, I certainly didn't think that was going to happen. I kind of thought, this is just so one-off and they'll now disappear and we won't Mm. see them again forever. So I, I think they deserve enormous credit for sort of building on that. And, you know, now... I mean, we still don't think of it. Like you said, you you know, you watch Tillman's... And yeah. like he should be playing for a big club. Yeah, yeah, but, which is kind of rude because he's at a big club. He's doing really well, but they just don't have the income or the fan base of a Man United, Man City, yeah. Chelsea, or whatever. Can, so. can I ask you some Man United questions about this game too? Sure. Uh, no Bruno, no United, and yep. why was he on the bench? Um, because we have a wide ranging, talented squad, and we're good enough to win these games. Turns out we're not. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think you need Bruno. Um, I think Ollie didn't really care about the FA Cup, which I think is a bit dumb because it's a winnable. Especially tournament. once you get to this point, I think win that it's game a trophy, and then you go Southampton semi final. Just as we said about Leicester, you're yeah. in the final, one off game, anyone can win. Mm. Um, I think he threw it away by making so many changes. And I think that was a bit of a dumb move. I know that they played a lot of games, they played the Europa League just a few days before. But there's an international break now. So he could have just played everyone and gone, right, go on an international break and do whatever. Yeah, it's a slightly odd time to do it when you know there's a break coming up anyway. Yeah, so I feel like he threw it away and I'm not quite sure why. Mm. It's a bit dumb. Um, but that's all, that's, I don't, I, yeah, I really don't know why he did it. Um, I mean, Leicester, you know, could have won any, anyway, but you, I agree with you, I think. There's, you know, the, he made quite a few changes, which obviously affects the balance of the team. Yeah, and I think we've certainly established with Man United this year that you're fairly heavily reliant on Bruno Fernandez yes. to be good. Yes, so it's like... I do wonder whether Oli, because he's got such a bad record in semi-finals, was like, if I lose now, yeah, just get rid, just just get rid, because then I don't have to worry about losing the semi-final, which would be embarrassing. So maybe he just thought I'll get rid of it now. No, it's very important to win the Europa League for Manchester United. It's a very <clears throat> important competition. No. <laughs> um, the other semi-finals uh, are going to be between Chelsea and Man City. Um, Chelsea cruised past um, Sheffield United 2-0, who 
down and out really now. Um, mm-hmm. And Man City, not quite cruised past Everton, but had a hard game for 80 minutes That's and good. then get it's across a, the line. It's a good result, I'd say. I think the pressure for Everton to win the treble this year was, was getting quite, <laughs> quite extreme. You didn't want to add the FA Cup to the beating Liverpool trophy and the winning the league in September. And coming seventh. Well, how do you feel at the moment, Jeff? Liverpool win seventh. You must. There must be a bit of that's ours. Get get off of it. There, there, there is a. I do have a bit of a problem with that. Problem with that. I mean, look, we're all living in Man City's world. No matter, no matter yeah. how much. It's almost if you're gonna if you're gonna just completely make all of this futile. Like, well, what are we doing talking about anyone really? These guys are fucking great. Yeah. And Everton were in that game. Very defensive, but then Man City can bring on. Mares, De Bruyne, uh, yeah, you like well, Foden, Foden, like, yeah. well, fucking hell. Okay, well, there you go. Like that, it's just what a, have you di- in a of, different um, world. Mares this year. Um, I can't believe that opposing players still let him do <laughs> what he does. Left foot, just, left foot, left foot, left foot. As I said, he takes about eight touches on his left foot. He doesn't even do a robin. It's not even quick. He just goes and goes and goes mm. and goes. And and if you just shepherd him, he will sidestep. Like out of the park, I reckon <laughs> he'll just keep going until all he goes, goes the down the tunnel, gets in his car, sidesteps home. <laughs> because all he does is he puts it on his left foot and he shimmies left, shimmies left, and shimmies left. Yeah. And yet, still, defenders go, Now I'm gonna go in, I'm yeah. gonna go in, yeah. I'll get the ball. And then, oh, fucking hell, Mario's is either put in the top corner or, or the most perfect, like, left footed in swinging cross, yeah. which is probably still a shot to the top corner but he doesn't give a fuck because Man City are that good that there's someone, someone there on the end of it, if yeah. he's missing it it's, it's just Mares. how do we let him be that good it's, it's our fault as the collective human that Mares is good at football he's been quite good this year and it's he's so, been undes- very good. so yeah. undeserved as a bloke I, well, just I, think, I, I, I really like I've him I've been quite impressed this year because I you were starting to talk me round a bit with him because I thought you know he obviously had that amazing season at Leicester and yeah, he went for quite a lot of money, and I haven't been completely convinced. But I feel like this year he's become an important player for Man City, and I never saw him being an important player mm. for Man City. Like he's he's, he's the wild card, though, isn't he? He's the guy that does. Well, I was going to say he does something different. He doesn't <laughs> he do doesn't anything, do anything, <laughs> anything different. different. Well, but yeah, but, like they lost but, Sane, who was that, and yeah. Mares has sort of stood up and has been the one. He's the guy that will it. take someone on and try something. He yeah. will try a shot, whereas everyone else. We'll do the little pass in and do the right yeah, thing it, and part well, of the... De Bruyne. Yeah. It's a tactical change. Playing yeah. Mahrez is a tactical, strategic change for Manchester City because he does that. You know, yeah. you're, you're putting on a different tool, which means that if, if your first tool isn't working, put on a different one and see well, if that and works. And he can't cut the ball back. No, because no, he has to get to the byline, which would involve his right foot. So he can't, there is no way he can get there. And you can imagine him getting to the byline with his left foot and then slowly, do, like, just working on a semicircle all the way around <laughs> yeah. the byline to the other byline. Right? Cut back. Cut, yes. Just being shimmied, shimmied, and then all fucking outside of the boot into the top corner. Maybe you could do like. a Rabona. Yeah. Yeah, maybe you could do a Rabona. <laughs> um, well, so who's going to win the FA Cup? Mazzi. Yeah. Rog. It's so boring, isn't it? But it's true. Let's think about how much we hate yeah, it. Yeah, it is true. They're just that yeah. good. They're that good at the I think they. I think they are that good. Yeah. I will support all other teams in the FA Cup. Do you think they're going to win the quadruple then? Yes, I do. Do so you think they'll win the Champions League? Yeah, I think this is the year. I think Pep has done a very smart job of managing his... COVID te- football. Yeah, he's... 
he's nailed COVID football, managed his squad, managed the energy of his squad. They're all fit. They're all coming into the end of the season where they've played 30 or 40 games each, but not some of them have played 60 and others have played 60. They're all ready. Yeah. They don't even need a wearer. They've won the league. They know that's done. The Champions League is there for the taking. The only thing with the Champions League, they've got Dortmund in the next round and then they play Bayern or PSG in the semi-final. So they're going to get Bayern in the semi-final. Well, I, I'm really excited. Like, it's funny. I haven't been excited about f- football for a while, but I saw the Bayern PSG draw, and I, I, I sort of did a ooh, ooh, ooh. like uh, PSG were great on the weekend. Mbappe is amazing. The kind of uh, he scored a million goals, and he's only eleven. Yeah, I think I was, I was, I was reading about you know a lot of the talk. You know, it's kind of their best game they've played under. Poch at the weekend yeah. and so they're coming in into form and I yes Bayern are probably the best team in Europe at the moment disagree with, with Man City I think Man City, Messi, well, yeah, I, think, yeah. I think you would uh, you, I think you would say the two of them are above perhaps a little bit above everybody else at the moment yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd I would say that. However, Bayern playing a monkey league, ha- yeah, they play in yeah. a monkey league. They they ha- they are more fallible than Manchester City. Yeah. Man City have different ways of playing and Bayern play very aggressive, high line, quick pace, quick turn of pace. And I, and I actually think that a team like PSG have a chance against Bayern because of their high line. Mbappe yeah. running through their high line is should be a major threat to Bayern. I totally agree. And I think because Bayern won everything last year, literally everything, I think... They're a little bit, well, it'd be great to win again, yeah. but they're just yeah. having a kind of cruisy well, it, time, winning the league. It's very, very hard to retain the Champions yeah. League, as we've seen. So. Bayern Munich won in the league this weekend. Had a player sent off in the first 10 minutes, won 4-0 with Lev- him. Another Lewandowski yeah. hat-trick. Like, what is that? That's not yeah. football. Um, Monkey but, League. Yes. Let's go on to the Premier League, getting distracted by Champions League. Um, West Ham drew 3-0 with Arsenal in... Scored, the scored five of the goals. Yes, they did score five <laughs> of the goals. And one of the best games in a long time. First question, who's happier? Are you happier that you've got a, West Ham have got a point? Or are, they, are Arsenal happier that they've come back from 3-0 down? I think uh, Arsenal. Without that, West Ham are trying to sell it. David Moore, everyone's trying to sell it like they're happy with a the point. They'd be devastated. He's 3-0 yeah. up. Yeah. Should have won the game. They um, definitely panicked, though. There was definitely they, a, a David Moyes, I'm 3-0 up. I've never been here before. I don't know what to retreat, do. Retreat! Retreat! Yeah. And they would have been on the same amount of points as Chelsea had they won those those two yeah. points. That's significant yeah. for West Ham. Um, however, West Ham were very good. They were they, they, brilliant. They were, they, Jesse Lingard, again. Oh, the first <laughs> half hour, they just yeah. ran the show and completely blew them apart. But I genuinely think they panicked at 3-0. And... I think managers have game plans like when we go goal up, mm. when we have go goal yeah. down, when we go two up. I don't think David Moyes has a plan at three nil other than no. Oh shit! What do we panic? Do? Yeah. yeah. Like, you think he's, he's probably got a plan for three nil down? Yeah, I'll just don't, don't have yeah. a plan for three nil up. There's some. So I did a bit of digging onto West Ham because they are. I'm not sure. Are they obviously they're surprising everyone? Just like you said, Leicester. No one predicted. Yeah. No one predicted West Ham to be you know a couple Didn't of own goals off. But there's some key reasons why they are where they are, okay? So, goals scored from headers. They have the best 
result in the league. So first in the Premier League for goals, so goals scored from headers. So moist. Crosses completed, 142, which is the most in the Premier League. Very Assists moist. directly from a set piece, yeah. nine, which is the most in the Premier League. Moist. Errors leading to goals, zero, which yeah. is the best in the Premier League. So defensively, they're just not giving away anything. Defensively, they are making no mistakes at all. So they are putting their energy into their defence and yeah. being very, very well organised, not making mistakes. And pardon me, mistakes that lead to goals. Yeah. So there is always cover for a player. What, what that implies, yeah. it doesn't mean that the players aren't making mistakes. It means that everyone is, oh God, everyone's fighting for each other. You know what I mean? You, you, <laughs> no, you know what it I mean? means you're, on, it, I think what you're saying is that the natural inclination of the team, so in players individually and as the team, is get that defensive cover bit right first. Exactly so right. So it's not yeah. neglecting yeah. that to bomb on in case you get the up. You know, if you're trying to hedge your bets 50-50, or do I wait and just make sure that that player is going to win the challenge? Because if he loses it, that guy will be through on goal. Or do I um, gamble and run ahead of my man in case he wins it and then I'll be in. It's then, making the defensive decision. Exactly first. right, yeah. Roger. Yeah. They're, so they're not doing what Leicester was doing at, at throw-ins. They're not yeah. leaving a man up there waiting for the transition. They are being very disciplined at the back to make sure that those mistakes, when they do happen, they do not lead to goals. Secondarily, when they get the ball, they are very successful at crossing it in. They're mm. converting those into chances. And also when they get a set piece, they're very dangerous from it. So that is a phenomenal foundation for how to win football games and I think Moyes has the players all on side going cool get it I'm but, in but like, that's like, management let's do it. that's yeah. not we're not I mean well, yes, the, we can talk about Jesse Lingard and we can talk, we can talk about the skills of, of their players but that is good management but, but even also, Jesse Lingard they we question that a bit Oh yeah, and I. Whereas actually, I think they identified something they didn't have, and something perhaps they needed. They went and got it, and he's been great since he went there. And you know, Suchek was the same on loan last year. This year, they were like, he was great last year. Yeah. We want get his that. mate Sufal in. Get, get him in. Get his mate, you know, Sufal in. And and I just we've talked about it. I think you know the they have a way of playing that works. It fits their players. Um, and, but I think Moyes also, if when Moyes went to Man United. Everyone was a bit like, oh, shut up, Moyes. You don't know what you're talking about. Whereas everyone in this West Ham dressing room has gone, yeah, yeah I'm on board. I will do that job. I will do that defensive duty. I'll get that right. And that's his way of playing. And if everyone buys into it, it's a very, very effective way of playing. And if he did it with a Man United or Man City or whatever, I think it would still be very, very effective won't be amazing to watch no and I don't think it would ever happen as well I don't think I, I it think can it was, happen I think no. was, there was an element of there's an element of it in Man United that was the players there was an element of it that was Moyes and I think he was overawed I think yeah. in that position he's like he's a battler that's what he is yeah. like he's a you know he's a he's a miserable Scott yeah. battler and I just, which was what Fergie was but, well, but, no, but Fergie yeah, no, was a winner. Like I mean, yeah. but to be fair, it did take Fergie a long time to get there, and maybe Moyes could if he was ever given the time. But he won't. Yeah, I don't think he'll ever get that again no. at a top club. And I just felt like he was overawed, and we saw the thing like you know, Man United would they, they he panicked in the end because he couldn't sign anyone, so he just signed Fellaini. Yeah, and I think that was about the pulling power and the uncertainty about Moyes and I think that was quite damning and I'm, I would have seen stuff like that affecting his confidence whereas I think it, I mean it's I thought it could have not worked at West Ham because you think of West Ham as being a bit bling and you know like players perhaps uh, 
you know, thinking above their station, if the, you like. The like, pirates of this world. Yeah, yeah. they're better than they are. And mm. they do, they've always had that bit of flair. And, and that's why I was a little bit unsure as to whether Moyes would work there. Because West Ham might think, we're, you know, we're too big for Moyes. Mm. But it hasn't worked out Well, they did think like that. They, they sacked him. They did yeah. think. Yeah, they did think. <laughs> yeah, exactly. They, they and, now he's gone, and now he's gone back. And he's bought himself years, in my yeah. opinion. Like, I just think he's amazing. But you're right, John. All the, he's, he deserves credit for getting the players to buy into it. And it's worked. Um, did anyone notice in the Arsenal lineup the right back? Callum Chambers. Mm, yeah, Where playing, the fuck's he been? He's been playing a bit this year. <laughs> I no, he hasn't. Yes, he has. No. Yeah, he was no. playing at the start of the year. No, yeah. he hasn't. No. Rob I'm, Holding, oh, Callum Chambers. Well, you can talk about Arsenal. I'm going to Google Callum Chambers' appearances this year. I, I feel like he's. I watched him, and was just like, "Where did you come from?" Yeah, so, I mean, Arsenal were fucking lucky in this game. Uh, obviously, they were lucky. However, Odegaard, I think, stood out as an incredible brilliant. talent. Um, he pulled the strings. He, he's the kind of player that... Um, I want to talk about this. So, uh, kind of player that gets pre-assists, if we're going to... Yeah, yeah. If we are in modern enough times to, to use statistics like pre-assist, Odegaard is that type of player. So he, we used to call it pulling the strings. Yes, you know you're not the you're not the player who gets the assist. You're not scoring the goal, but you're pulling the strings. And Odegaard is doing that as what, a 20 year old. It's it's pretty outrageous. He's essentially a young version of Ozil with yes. a bit more enthusiasm. Yeah, a bit more enthusiasm, a bit more energy, and looks like he's he cares a bit more. Mm. Yeah, I I was reading this this week. It kind of annoyed me a bit. Like, oh. yes, he's very good. You know, he signed for Real Madrid as a 15 year old. Mm-hmm. Real Madrid aren't going to sign a crap 15-year-old. Like They're obviously going to be quite good at football. And he had a brilliant season last season at Sociedad. And I think it's a great signing for Arsenal. But I kind of feel like you know, all the media coverage has been like this epiphany of, oh, you know, Arsenal been crying out for a 10 and Odegaard's brilliant. And, and, and he is. But what about Ozil and all that? Yeah, but we've, did, we've, we've gone through I this. I know, project. I know, Jeff, but he, didn't, he has been marginalised for so long. I agree, he might not be the player that he was. He's not as but, good as Odegaard, but, but he might is, have been. But there, well, but there is a, he's been mar- he was marginalised there for so long that I don't think he was given the opportunity to show that he was still a really good player. Yeah. And I and I just sort of I don't think it's the same as Bale in that he like he's a bit younger than Bale and I don't think it's as simple as saying he's old he's past the peak of his powers I think there is an element of you know he was seen as a luxury item whereas I don't actually think that Odegaard's that different like no, what, I, what, how good is Odegaard good defensively no I, don't I, think he but is. I disagree okay so everything that we're um, that we're saying about Odegaard you could you could say about Ozil six seven years ago seven years ago eight years ago maybe. Uh, Eight so years well, ago. seven years ago, maybe. Well, anyway, without actually counting the years, you could you could say that. So right. So what Odegaard's performances for Arsenal have proved to me is that Arteta is willing to amend his tactics to incorporate a player with that skill set. Yep. He is happy to put that player on the park, even if they don't have defensive duties. He's happy to 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 maintain a starting berth for this luxury item. Right, so if Arteta is happy to do that and didn't do it with Ozil, Ozil did not show that he could do that for Arteta. Which means that when he has a player who can play exactly the same role very well, Arteta's going, great, I'll have him in the side. So what that shows to me is that it confirms that Ozil is not the player that we all remember him to be. And look at Ozil now. How's, How's he going in Turkey? 
No idea. You seen you seen clips every day about how he's how he's dominating the league. No, he got really bad injuries out for six months. Well, there you. I mean, come yeah. on. <laughs> yeah, his... I, I just think. I mean, I do. I think that there is here. Is he actually out for six months? I'm not sure how long he's out, but there's, I thought he's got a really bad injury. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a hell. sad element to this, which is like, you know, some of the, the like the beauty of Ozil as a player was that like laconic style and making it all look so easy. I'm not and, sure he's like, ever been called beautiful. Was, it wasn't his looks. <laughs> no, not, his football was beautiful. Come on, like the way yeah. he played was like, yeah, you, you know. know. Yeah. And, but he's attitude was also a bit like that and I do think there were times when he didn't help himself with that mm. and I mean I know I do I do think he gets bad press and um I would have I personally would have liked to see him play more than he did um you know the guy bloody won a won a world cup like he was you know the key cog in that in that in that Germany team but I um I do think there's an element of not helping himself and like the motivation and the, you know, showing his manager that he'll do the stuff that he doesn't necessarily want to do. I don't think he's done. And maybe if he was 10 years younger or like an Odegaard, maybe mm. um, doing that. In important news, Callum Chambers has played yeah. twice this year. Oh, there you go. oh yes. Maybe and, I'm thinking of Rob Holding. And uh, Callum- thinking of that fish row bloke. <laughs> What's his name? Fish row. Thingy fish row. <laughs> Callum um, Emil Smith Rowe yeah that's it the fish Rowe bloke is that <laughs> why, what you're thinking? Why, why am I thinking of him there's the fish guy but what's he got to do with Callum Chambers same same right no well he plays in number 10 oh, yeah. yeah fish Rowe <laughs> um, Callum Chambers is crap <laughs> he's only played twice Callum Chambers is really crap um, let's move off West Ham Arsenal Brighton beat Newcastle 3-0 um, I, lo- I love this well I, well yeah no I, I think it's brilliant like love it I've Big fan of Graham Potter. I think he's doing good things at Brighton, but I don't know whether you can say, well done, you've done really well here because you're playing against a pretty awful Newcastle It'd be side. Everton. Well, yeah, but that's fine. <laughs> that was uh, in their brief the three-week spell yes. when they were going all Typically right. Typically so, yeah. Um, well, but, no, but all I would say is we've been talking about this a bit. We want to see ambition and ingenuity triumph over um you Steve know, Bruce Steve Bruce same old <laughs> bloody yeah, part of the bus we just got to stay up in the league and and that's all and that's not what Brighton are doing and it might be to their detriment a bit um but just seeing this is obviously a massive game and I was just so pleased to see that result I still don't know whether Brighton are going to stay up but I I was just happy to see it I think Brighton are fine stay up I think People are underplaying. Everyone's decided Newcastle are down and just got, oh, they're, the way they're playing, they're down, they're awful. They're not well, in they're the not. relegation zone. Yeah. And they're two points ahead of it with a game in hand. So if they win that game, they're five points clear. They're not That's down. That's a lot. They're a terrible get- team to watch. And the fans don't like Steve Bruce. And Steve Bruce is having a hard time. And it's all a bit of a mess. I still actually don't think they're going to go down. They're just going to be ugly and stay up. Oh, I'm not so sure. I think things there at the moment are, and we've seen it before with Newcastle. We have seen them go down. I hate it because they've. I love Newcastle. Mm. I have great memories of them from, um, you know what, what the Espria years, watching the Espria years, the, the you know Kevin Keegan years. Loved it. Um, but. Uh, and they, you know, they've, they've got such passionate fans. They've got a great stadium. You, you know, you just want to see them do well. But at the moment, 
it does, there's there's not a lot of positive vibes coming out from that club. You know, your two most important players are injured. Your three most important players mm. are injured, um, and no one wants to be there. No one's having a good time. I, I, I worry for them. But it's also like you know, it's terrible team selection too. Yeah. You know, why on earth did they play with no strikers in, in that game? Yeah. Whether when they've got um. Andy Carroll and Dwight, Gale, Dwight on Gale on the bench. And then he didn't bring either of them it doesn't, on. It doesn't make any sense to me. that that It's those kind of things that if you're a Newcastle fan, you pull your hair out. You're like, just roll the fucking dice. Well, but we talked about it. It's kind of like Steve Bruce has almost become a caricature of Steve Bruce and his mm. teams. It's just... A bit fatter. So, de- <laughs> so defensive that it's almost ridiculous. Do you know what? So we've got international break this week. Then after that, over Easter, the football comes back and we have... Newcastle against Spurs. Steve Bruce, the caricature of himself, against Jose, the caricature of himself. 20 years ago. <laughs> just playing god-awful football. Yeah. We're all going to disappear into a black hole. <laughs> it's going to be the worst I'd game I'd probably of still watch it because, like, Harry Kane will be playing. He's quite good. No, he'll <laughs> yeah. be injured by then. But I, I think you're right, John. I think when you, when you look down the bottom, you know, there's a there's almost this weird acceptance that Fulham are going to stay up and Newcastle are going to yeah, go down. Yeah, I think it's dangerous. And you're right because Fulham have played a game more that might put them five points behind it. And Fulham can't, can't score a goal for Toffee. And then they keep stuffing and, it up. I feel like they they should have more points than they. Did we mm. talked about how many, course, games, yeah. how many games they've drawn. You can't go through a whole season doing that. So I watched um, the full game of Fulham Leeds, right? I was really excited by this game. You know when you, you, like, you get up and you're like hazy-eyed, like, oh, I wonder what game's on this yeah. morning, because there's a bloody game on every morning. When yeah. you're in Australia, they're on at 7am. or yeah. And you're like, oh, well, it's nice to watch football in the morning, but sometimes you're like, I really don't want to watch that. Newcastle, Tottenham. Fulham... Uh, Lee does like oh fuck yeah I'm gonna I'm gonna even let my kids watch this this, yeah. this, this is a, like, an advert for the game and lo and behold it was a really really good game of football um, have you watched a bad Leeds game this year though yeah, no. I have. Uh, there, sometimes they they do my oh, head. Leeds in. Wolves. They're always they're always entertaining, but they do my head. Sometimes yeah. they do my head. In. Um, for in for good reasons. Yeah. They're adventurous, and sometimes that does my head in because it, like it's the naive scream it's a bit them, naive. Like, yeah. yeah. Um, but this game was excellent. No, no, don't get me wrong. Fulham could have got something from it. So the the rhetoric around this game is that they were easily beaten, and even Scott Parker came out and went Leeds were the better side. They're ahead of us. They've got some better players, and I get that. He's probably right. But this game of football was better than that. Um, yeah, there was a but just before Leeds scored, Lookman missed a chance with his big, big feet, big heavy, heavy feet. And it had, had his feet been a bit lighter, I think it would have been an interesting, um, interesting game. But I think for the purists, for the footballing purists, this was a fixture to enjoy. And how rarely have I said that this season about teams that are kind of unexpectedly down there in the doldrums? So, excellent game, Rafinha. Um, obviously was important again every time yeah. I watched and Bamford it, was, was great was no 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 Bamford was not great Bamford was not great Bamford was bad but he, he does 50% good things and 50% bad things if you look at just the good things he's great oh yeah we were talking about this the other day right <laughs> so my theory, my theory on Bamford right so we, we were talking about him playing similarly to Harry Kane yeah right now if you put a spectrum of goals and how hard those goals are and Harry Kane can score that whole spectrum, right? He can score the hardest goal you've ever seen, and he can score the easiest goal. We'll, we'll grade that spectrum out of 100. Yep. Patrick Bamford can score the first 20, and he can score the last 20. Mm-hmm. 
The middle 60, he fucks up every single time. <laughs> every single time. It's good. So when you look at the highlights of Patrick Bamford, it's always those in the top 20, and you're like, Jesus, look at that. This mm. kid is amazing. Or he's scoring tap-ins. They're like, yeah, yeah, look, he's a good striker. He's got it all. He's got it all in his locker. Watch him play football. And I've been hearing the shouts this week about, why is he playing for England? Poor Patrick Bamford. Because he misses 742 chances yeah, every single yeah. fucking game in that middle 60. And if you play internationally, you're not going to get 742 chances. And yes... For those who just watch Patrick Bamford highlights and then look at his stats and they go, isn't it amazing? He's an Englishman. He's scored so many goals. Why isn't he getting his chance? He's not getting his chance because when he gets a chance, he misses it. I like, I do agree with you to an extent. <laughs> and I'd say, like, like, I think it is great that he's... I'm still a bit on the fence with it because I, I think he's, it's great that he's scored that many goals and I still haven't, I still haven't quite decided whether or not it's just he sits at the point of that Leeds team and they make so many chances a game and anybody could score them. Because I don't I don't necessarily think that's true. Mm. But I also agree with you that when when I watched Leeds play, there's at least, you know, every time I've seen him play this year there's been a good three or four occasions when I've been like, well, that's a chance, Patrick. Like, well, you <laughs> yes. should have scored that. Like, well, and it's kind of like he just shrugs it off. And, like, even they don't even, like, often they, you don't get highlights of it. And I'm like, hold on. Like, we should be talking more about this. Like, he's just missed a chance. He clearly should have scored. Why are we not talking about this more? And that happens every week. Exactly. So right. I'm still That's not exactly quite sure point, right. where I sit in terms of is he good or is he just playing in a team that's giving him well, a chance? No, he's, he's got it's it good. in him to be phenomenal. Because that, that, as I said, that yeah. top 20 range, they are peak goals. They are excellent goals. The problem is everything else. But do you think what you know what happens if you put another uh, Jamie Vardy or uh, Harry? Like, are they scoring lots more goals? I think you even put an Ian Acho in that scar in that side, and he'd be on 20 goals this season because he's the corn chip. <laughs> the bloody corn. And he chip. should be. No, no, no. <laughs> One too far. No, but you know what I mean. If you put a yeah. natural finisher, yeah, and I, that, I don't, I don't want that to sound harsh for Patrick Bamford because he obviously has a skill set which is phenomenal. But if you put, if you put someone who can't do the top twenty, who isn't as good as the good of Patrick Bamford, and only ever gets the middle, fi- mm. the middle sixty, put fucking Josh King in there, he would score twenty goals a season. It's so hard because I. I I, I do like the narrative as well in that, you know, the knock on him has always been that he's never been quite good enough at the top level. So yeah. Goes down the championship, scores goals, comes back to the Premier League. But then also in the championship, goal. Leeds fans were saying he misses a lot. He misses a lot. They, they yeah. played in a league where they, well, they got, got even more chances. They had like 743 chances yeah. a game <laughs> and he'd get more goals and they'd be okay. But he still wasn't ruthless with so those chances. But then that's why there is a glass ceiling for Patrick Bamford because... There are clubs where you can't accept it. If you play for Atletico Madrid, for example, you might get four chances a game. And if you don't... But what Atletico expect you to do is score a hat-trick for those four chances. Patrick Bamford will never play at that level, in my opinion, because uh, that is where he is short. Yeah, I, I don't think he's England quality. Like, I wouldn't have him in my England calculations for mm. Euros at the moment. I'd take personally. him, because I think he's closest to Harry Kane. But I like that they've taken Ollie Watkins, because I really think he's... Very good. Ollie Watkins would score more goals for Leeds than Patrick Bamford. 100%. But I think Patrick Bamford's got other skills that are better than Ollie Watkins. Like, like he's posh. Yes. His piano skills well, are better. Well, he's, he's, he's got great so do you think he, Are you saying that he's a better all-round player than Ollie Watkins? Yes. 
I'd say he's a better all-round player, um, but he's not as quick and he's not as good a finisher. Which see, I'm still quite prime. I'm not convinced by Ollie Watkins either, as you know yet. But I think he's he's been very good this year, so maybe I'll stand corrected on that. But Um, we're running out of time, so I want to talk about Sheffield United sacking sacking Chris Wilder because we missed it last week, and purely because he's given us a lot of hours of enjoyment from watching football and talking about him on the shed. Because Sheffield United was so exciting last year when they came up and it was brilliant to watch. We were confused by the attacking, flying centre-backs and they were great. And now it's all over, which is really sad. The front page of the Corriella della Sport in Italy. Really? The, well, not the sacking, sorry. Oh, yeah. Last season with the oh, um, yes. with the centre-backs. Yeah. Which kind of... That shows you made your mark. That just says everything. Like that was that's incredible. You know, Sheffield United. Yeah. Like I just, um, I saw this as it happened. Like I saw the live uh, sort of feed come yeah. through that it, when it happened, and and I hadn't. I've sort of been in a bit of a bubble and hadn't been following football that much. And I obviously know I'm very aware that Sheffield United haven't been going well. When I saw it, my immediate reaction. What? You do a football podcast every week, right? No, I know. Well, I'm slightly aware I that mean, Sheffield United haven't done well. The last, but I mean, the last two weeks I've been in a bit of a um, bubble, a hiatus. Yeah, I've, and but I when I saw this happen, and my immediate reaction was still surprise. Yeah. Um, as in. And I don't know. Is it is it mutual consent or is it? No, the he was sacked. The owner, yeah. But what do you think? Because my thing's surprised. I'm like, well, what is your better owner, option now than Chris Wilder? The owner and Chris Wilder have fallen out, and I think they fell out over the summer around signings and who was in charge of signings and who they were bringing in and stuff. And then I think they brought in a few players he didn't really want, and the relationship was broken, and they're owner wanted to bring in a director of football person and Chris Wilder was like no I don't need it that's what I kind of do and then it, and it, so the relationship's just slowly falling apart he gave an interview before <clears throat> maybe two days before all of the news was, was breaking and he said he, he basically said yeah we're down we're down he goes if, he, if I had my way I'd be preparing for the championship now mm. I'd be making the changes I need to make I'd be putting them into action to play them out on the park make the changes I need to make to have a good year in the championship right now but it's not up to me and you know when Chris Wilder says that, it's like, yeah, he's pretty fucked off. Mm. Yeah. So I think, and he's, if you're the owner and you hear that, you're being called out in public. Yeah. Going, mm. And I think there's a good manager there for a team that gets rid of someone like a Crystal Palace gets rid of Roy Hodgson or whatever. Sign Chris Wilder. He'd be excellent at a club like Palace. And to, and to be honest with you, when you watch Sheffield United this year, the goals they score are very regularly managed goals. So yeah, yeah. What, what, yeah, what, yeah, do, you, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like they're patterns of play. They're not Jamie Vardy running no, wrong and, and lobbing it. General, it's the standard of the average quality of their player that has caught up with them this year, yeah. rather than the standard of the coaching. Yeah, because the coaching is what's got them. You know how many points they got now? Fourteen points. But it, when I when I watch them score goals, it's it's triangles and laying it off and and you know, playing into channels. It's not the individual skill of the player that they're coached goals and that makes me think that give that man a better squad and you could you could, you could do, do a lot of things do wonders and I mean like the, the, this you know when they go down I, they will not be talked about as favourites to come back up and they don't ha- necessarily have players that are going to be stars in the championship because mm. they never you know they were no. kind of they were league one players that then went up to the championship 
and then you know all of a sudden the Premier League players but I think what we've seen is that the coaching thing can only go so far at some point you need to improve the quality you need to improve the quality of players mm. yeah. it's it's just Huddersfield all over again I'd, I'd say yeah. they'll, they'll be yeah, going yeah we're Huddersfield exactly right uh, struggling yeah. north northwest <laughs> <laughs> near Leeds yeah um, let's move on to side stories um, we mentioned the Champions League but just the full draw is out so it's Man City against Dortmund Real Madrid against Liverpool that's going to be bloody great um, Bayern against PSG that will also be great and Porto against Chelsea that's quite like those two games are they're huge I, I haven't been excited about Champions League much but that, and even Man City Dortmund because mm. there's a whole Haaland uh, what do you think about the um, Haaland cracking it at the weekend did you see this I didn't see this no. so he um, he's been quite vocal recently about Dortmund's struggles mm. and he's not happy about it and he you know he's been sort of being vocal about that and he's had a bit like being quite public and at the end of this game he so he they drew two all with a I can't remember who it was but a club near the bottom that had been crap and he basically um end of the game just whipped his shirt straight off gave it to a player and asked him to um, exchange shirts and then just walk straight down the tunnel and I think they timed it and he was off the pitch in like four seconds or something after the final whistle and apparently he's coming to Man United he, he came in at half time and cracked it and it's cl- like he is very evidently not happy yeah. and they're saying like the plan was always that he was going to stay there next next year as well but I think all of a sudden I was assuming he was going to be playing Champions League, which Dortmund might be struggling yeah, for a bit struggling now. Yeah, they're struggling fifth at the moment. He loves the Champions League. Yeah. And, like, and I, don't, I was thinking about it, and I'm like, I don't know how I, I like the passion, mm. especially when we're in this like empty stadium world. I love seeing someone, and apparently like, even at training, if he misses a chance at training, he absolutely cracks it. Amazing. I love it. And I... I, I don't like he eats goals. Yeah. I don't think I've seen a player mm. even Ronaldo, like Ronaldo and Messi have scored. Like Messi scores yeah. so many goals because he's amazing at football. Yeah. Ronaldo scores so many goals because he's the most arrogant man that's ever yeah. lived and is also quite good at football. But I think Haaland just it's like he he needs to score goals to, to live. live. Like yeah. it's just and I sort of see and so I kind of when he cracked it I I didn't actually mind it. Normally I wouldn't like that, but I kind of no, I think he's I like that passion, but I'm not so sure he's going to be at Dortmund. There's no, no way he's going to United. He's, no. a, he's a Leeds fan whose dad played for Man City. Yeah, there's no That's just not, yeah, there's, there's no, no way happen, yeah. he's going to go. But he's where do you think he's going to go? Man City. He's going to Man City. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be really sad. Well, he gonna, his dad Pet played though? for Man City. So Oh I yeah, Aguero's yeah. going. Like he's he's. So you he's think like, it's almost like a done deal? It's yeah. like having Kevin De Bruyne up front. You know, he's yeah. he's that good at his role. Oh, but would you? I for me, I would rather see him at Man City than at Bayern. It would be so soul destroying if he, yeah, if he goes to Bayern. It'd be soul destroying. I wouldn't mind him going to Real Madrid, um, but Real Madrid are not a good team at the moment. So I'd rather he went to Man United. I just want to see him in England. Yeah, it's just like just like everyone else. But I, I do love his attitude. He was yeah. asked. By an interviewer, I'm sure people have seen this, who was asked whether, um, he said, are you the best young player in the world right now? And he goes, I'm 20, so I'm not very young, but I'm pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, so good. I fucking love you. How old's Mbappe? 22. 22. Old. Oh, really old. Yeah. Um, in the Europa League, it's May United against Granada, Villarreal against Zagreb, Arsenal against Slavia Prague, and Ajax against Roma, which no one gives a shit about the Europa League, so no. who cares? Um, international week 
is coming up this week. Zlatan is back. Zlatan is playing international football. Have you seen this? No. Yeah. Zlatan Ibrahimovic has come out of retirement. Declared for... himself Portuguese. Um, no, still Swedish. Because the Euros are coming up, isn't it? Yeah, basically. Oh, he's God, he's a 39 years old. Oh, I think uh, he's uh, oh, I feel all right. I reckon I could play a few games for you. So, yeah, he's back in the squad. I reckon he could too. Good on him. <laughs> yeah, why not? And Lingard's back. And Jesse Lingard's back. In well, I don't know how I feel. Like I've been enjoying him being good in the Premier League, but... One too far? Yeah, and I just felt for so long he was he's Gareth's boy, and Gareth would pick him, whatever, always in the squad, always in the team, even when he was crap. And I'm still not sure he's good. He's been good at West Ham, but I'm still not sure he's actually good. I'm not don't quite know what he does other than run around a lot. I'm not sure about it. I've got one last international thing. Um, the year under twenty one Euros starts tomorrow. And they have God, they've kept that quiet. Really? Yeah. So the under twenty one Euros was meant to be in the summer last year, but what they've done is they've squashed it into two international breaks. So the group stage starts tomorrow, and it's all to free to watch on UEFA.tv. Um, and the next three international rounds are the three group stage games, and then in May and June is the knockout stages at the same time as the actual Euros. As I say, just before the actual Euros, so it gets a bit more coverage. Wow. So the Euros is on. England have got an excellent under 20. Um, yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. Okay. Um, has anyone got any other side stories? No. No? Um, I was I, I was going to talk about um, the racism incident in the Slavia Prague um, um, Rangers. Rangers game, but I just can't be fucked. No. Uh, racists are cunts. Racists are cunts. And if you are a racist player, probably don't be, like, hold it in when there's. <laughs> Lots of mics, no crowd, don't be a prick. Yeah. Everyone can hear you. You're a, you're a prick. Yeah. And the amount of abuse that um, players are getting at the moment online through social media is just depressing. It's, it's, oh, it really is. It's just every day. So just fucking stop it, cunts. Um, that's all I've gone. <laughs> <laughs> um, I did want to bring up Danny Cowley, just because I've always brought Danny Cowley up on the show because I still think he's really good. Who came through at Lincoln? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah, went to Huddersfield. Yeah. He's got his brother, the other uh, yeah, Cowley. Yeah, the yeah. other Cowley that no yeah. one knows the name of. Um, he's got the job at Portsmouth. So uh, Kenny, is that an upgrade from Lincoln? Where no, so he went Lincoln to Huddersfield yeah. when they got relegated and did badly at Huddersfield. Well, now he's down at Pompey. Yeah, so Kenny Jacket just got yeah. sat there, didn't he? I mean, Pompey are a big club. Like they're, um, oh yeah, it's a decent. Job, you know, it's, it's funny though because sometimes when we get obsessed with individuals on the shed like fate brings them to the top of the game yes. do you know what I mean like I, 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 I so I'm interested to see where Danny Cowley ends up in a couple of years because suddenly he'll be manager of the Swansea back in the Premier League and be like it will we've be been the watching this yes. bloke yes um, Rod you ready for end game sure end game have you got a game yeah I've got a game so it's end game time and Roger's on three points. I'm on three points Jeff's on two I missed end game when it was just you and me John yeah, I felt like that was my week and I was going to win now we've got to get our brains in. Yeah, I look. I'm. I didn't give this one a huge amount of thought, but I've got, oh, a, I've got a quiz. Um, I've gone with a, a theme. Uh, we talked a bit about FA Cup, so I've gone with an FA Cup theme, which I think we've done already. But I hope I haven't asked this quiz already. Um, we can't have done that many. We've done like eight. I so of all the questions. Well, in the and world. I think I asked one that was about FA Cup final. Goal scorers. Yeah, yeah, I remember that one. We were um, crap at that. I would now like you to name 
the FA Cup finalists. Oh, Jesus. Since. Since when? Not Since 1990, since well, the start of the Premier League. 1992? 1992. Or well, let's go 1990, because that's what this quiz is. Okay, so since 1990, yep. all the FA Cup finalists. Yeah. Um, how many are there? Um, the two I've written down are really pointless many. writing there's, down. There's 23. 23. Mm, so you can have... Uh, what do you reckon? Is this a one-lifer? Yeah. No, two lives. Well, I don't know, because I reckon you might get all these. One life. Let's go one life for this, I think. Okay. Jeff, you can start, because you didn't sound confident. Man United. Yes, ten times. Jesus, we're good. Um, I, The first two teams I wrote down were Man United and Everton. So, since, since when? Since what, what year? 1990. Everton are there, John, yes. Can I just write down Everton on my list anyway, just to make me feel better? <laughs> uh, Two. Man City. Uh, Manchester City there, yep. Um, Arsenal. Yep. Chelsea. Yep. 11. Lovely oh. FA Cup. Liverpool. Liverpool there, yep. Portsmouth. Oh, yes. that's a good call. Portsmouth Forgot there. about Portsmouth. Yep. Um... And this is Are you in... writing Portsmouth on your list? <laughs> no, I'm writing Watford. Because <laughs> oh. they lost to Man City like 6-0 in the final, didn't they? Uh, sorry, is what is your answer, John? Watford. Watford is your answer. Watford is correct. Yep. Wigan. Yep. Uh, West Ham. Yep. Got you down to the teams that have been in it only once. I think there's a couple of bigger ones you might have missed, but... Is there one um, very big team like this? No. Um, Villa? Yep. Two. Um, Newcastle. They've got to the final, they never won it. They got to the final twice since 1990. Middlesbrough? Yep. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, that um, Brian Robson team. Um... Janino, Emerson, uh, Ravinelli. Did they get we... to the FA Cup final and the League Cup final and got relegated? Yeah, what a year. Yeah, what a ride. Um, how many teams have we got left? A few. A few? What am I going to... I don't know. Um, I'm not counting. you just got to come up with the answers. I'm the quiz master here. It's definitely 1990. Yes, yeah, definitely 1990. <laughs> uh, Crystal Palace. Yes, correct. Two. Fucking hell. Spurs? Yeah. Yes. One. 91, when they won it. Against Nottingham Forest. Correct. Oh, God damn it, John. <laughs> <laughs> was, uh, was that Gaz's when uh, Gaz's, Gaz's free knee kick? In, yes. And then he in got the his, semi. He did the semi final against Spurs. He did the free kick. Yeah. And then that was the first year they did the semi finals at Wembley. And then in the final, he That's tackled right. Gary Charles That's and right. fucked got his knee forever. Yeah. That's a lot of knowledge from 1991. God, that's a good free kick, though. <laughs> yeah, it was a really good free kick. Um, Wimbledon? 88. Is that 88? Yeah. yeah. Oh, for fuck's sake. Um, did Jeff go first? Does that mean I have to get one? Uh, yes. Uh, do we have two lives or one? One. 
Uh, Sheffield Wednesday. Correct. Oh. Did you really say Arsenal? Yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah, I, I did. did. Right did you? Yeah. So you've got Chelsea, Man United, Arsenal, Liverpool, Man City. Yeah. yeah. Oh, for some reason, I thought you missed that. Can I, would, was, did Bradford get there? Oh, no, they got to the League Cup final. Oh, yeah. Bradford that. were next on my list. Uh, who was the fat bloke? Dean Windus. Oh, yes. Because I got confused. I, was, I had Bradford, Blackburn, but that's all League Cup, right? Yeah. Yeah. Did Blackburn get to the League Cup final? Yeah, they won it. Um, when it was oh, the uh, Worthington Cup. Yeah. Yeah, I did too. Um, not, you, yeah, you got pretty close. There's a couple of championship teams to get Cardiff. Um, Millwall Millwall Hull uh, you've got Nottingham Forest you've got Sheffield Wednesday Southampton Sunderland Stoke Um, you said West Ham didn't you yeah I think that was that was it we did pretty well did you say Villa you were very close like you're only maybe four off yeah so I think that was pretty good crack I win John so John back in the lead yes four points for me um, does anyone get anything before we go? Uh, no, it was, it was really nice to be back and talking about football. Football, and I, like, I know I'm hoping that this isn't too far into the future. I'm so excited about the potential for the Euros to have fans, and I know, I know. it might not happen, but the AFL obviously has fans this weekend, and I'm excited about that. But I'm even more excited about. Like there's fans watching a sporting event, and that immediately makes me think of fans watching football. Yeah, and I just I really want to watch like a really big football game with lots of people. I've watching been watching it old videos the of thought football of like it's Euros, with like just, sixty thousand fans oh. singing. You're just like, oh yes, this is what it's all about. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, like, I can't wait. I just hope it happens. Absolutely, can't wait. Um, but thanks for listening, everyone. We'll be back next week with no fans um, for now. <laughs> But it will all come back soon. Um, don't forget, if you want to get in contact, ask questions or tell us we're wrong about something, just find us on Facebook or shoot us an email at footballshedpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.